you are listening to the Invitation Church podcast. To learn more about Invitation Church, visit us online at invitation605.com. You can also download our app on iTunes and Google Play by searching for Invitation 605. In the second chapter of the book of Exodus, we find this story, the birth of Moses. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Her sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to go get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Should I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of water. So there's these two people in the opening pages of the book of Exodus, Amram and Yohebed. And they welcome a baby boy into an impossible situation. They welcome a baby boy into darkness, into chaos, into pain, into fear, into slavery. This baby boy is born in Egypt, the superpower of the day into the rule of a man named Pharaoh, who's this tyrant, dictator, slave master of a leader. And if we would turn the page from Exodus chapter 2 to Exodus chapter 1, we would find, if we would go to verse 22, that Pharaoh says that all of the Hebrew baby boys are to be thrown into the Nile. And this is a way for him just to say, I'm going to destroy everyone who could possibly one day stand against me. And so Yohebed gives birth to Moses and hides him for three months, for 12 weeks. Yohebed keeps this secret from the superpower of Egypt. And I don't know what kind of secrets you've kept in your life. I don't know what you've tried to hide. I can imagine you've probably at times in your life um, hidden food that you got at the grocery store that you didn't want other people to find. I grew up in a family with six kids. And so if I had something that I didn't want somebody else to get, I would try to hide that. Or if you tried to hide a birthday present or Christmas present, or you're trying to throw someone a surprise party, like there is work, there is stress involved in 
keeping some news from somewhere else from someone else but just imagine the stress in Yohebed's body as she tried to hide this baby from the superpower of Egypt and from Pharaoh because she knew the declaration she knew the decree she knew that Pharaoh would try to kill this precious child and there comes a point when Yohebed can no longer hide Moses from the superpower and from Pharaoh. And so she follows the decree of Pharaoh. She places him in the Nile. She places Moses in this basket in the Nile River, just as Pharaoh had told her. This is part of the irony that we see in the book of Exodus. It shows up over and over and over again that Pharaoh says all the baby boys must be thrown in the Nile. And that's exactly what Yohebed does. But Pharaoh's daughter is the one who finds Moses. And we see Miriam, Moses' sister. She's kind of off in the distance. And Moses' sister has a conversation with Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh's daughter asks if she could get one of the Hebrew women to nurse Moses. And so Miriam runs and she goes, gets her mom. And Yochebed actually gets paid by the superpower of Egypt to do what God has enabled her body to do, to give nutrients and life uh, to this baby boy. And this is such a powerful story, such a powerful moment, not just in the family of Amram and Yohebed and Miriam and Moses, but for the people of God, for the people of Israel living in this chaos, in this darkness, in this slavery. And it's interesting, you know, we can only place whatever is most precious to us in the Nile if we know that even the Nile bows to Yahweh. This was a dangerous thing for Yohebed to do. But she's out of options. There's nothing left on her list that she can do to save her baby boy. And so she places him in this basket in the Nile. And You know, I just know that it's true that in our life we are going to be in a situation, in a time in a context when we're not going to be able to control the outcome. We're going to feel powerless and we're going to feel helpless and we're going to be tempted to bow down to the power of the Nile, to allow the Nile River to determine and to inform and to direct our actions, our decisions, our words, our perspectives, our values. But there's another way for us to live. There's another Lord for us to worship. There's another Savior for us to bow down to. There's a different kind of Pharaoh in the world than the one who seeks to steal and kill and destroy and remove. There's a God of life. There's a God of blessing. There's a God of grace. There's a God of mercy. And this is the God that Yohebed knows. 
And it's the only way that she is able to place her baby, her 12-week-old child Moses, into this basket, into the Nile, is because she knows Yahweh. And she knows that the, the power, the darkness, the chaos of the Nile, even those waters bow to Yahweh because her people have been, been declaring this as true for generations. And so this story cuts to the heart of things for us. It gives us an opportunity for us to reflect on the superpowers of our world. The voices that seek to direct and inform our decisions and our words and our values and our convictions. It causes us to reflect on who the pharaohs of our world are. And how much we value their voice. And it causes us to, to reflect on the fear that is a very real part of our existence. And the trust that is necessary for living the way of Jesus. And the moment we will all be in where we will have to place that which is most precious in our hands into the hand of God. And it's in that moment where honest worship rises to the surface. It did so for Yochebed. In this moment, who she worshipped, who she served, who had given her life, was given an opportunity to be clearly seen. And she places her baby boy in the Nile because she knows that the Nile has only come to be through the voice of Yahweh. And Yahweh gives and Yahweh takes away and the Nile does indeed bow to that voice. And there's a story later in the scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus shuts the mouth and silences the voice of the raging waters and the disciples are amazed. And so I wonder this morning, as you reflect on these words, I wonder, will you have a heart like Yohebed? Will you be willing to place that which is most precious to you into the hands of the one who is doing more than you can know, more than you can see, more than you can imagine? This God who will again not just draw Moses out of the water, but he will draw a people out of not just the water, but out of the grave. And he will take them not into just a promised land, but into a promised kingdom. Grace and peace. Thank you so much for joining us on the Invitation Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message that you just heard and receive every part of it. Every promise from God, every declaration of his great love for you, every word of hope, every reminder that you have been made for more. Allow what you've heard to take root in your soul to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. I also want to encourage you to be part of what we are doing here at Invitation as we invite people to live the way of Jesus. Go to the app and become a regular giver. 
an investor in the story that God is writing in this place. Also, if you found the message meaningful, we'd love to have you share it with someone else as you partner with us in carrying the message beyond the walls of the church. I want to thank you for being here with us. Grace and peace.